Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue our examination of the book of Ephesians. And as you know, we're just doing a uh, an overview of it, shall we say, a brief overview. Uh, this is such uh, a profound book. <coughs> Excuse me. There's so many things to be gleaned, so many things to be learned on an ongoing basis as a believer. Uh, I've told you a couple times about the gentleman I knew in South Florida that told me that he read the book of Ephesians every day. And I believed him because of how he could quote it literally and just his life. Uh, there's so much for us to see and understand every day from what God is saying here. We're at the third chapter now. And so verse 1 begins with this phrase, For this reason I, Paul... Now, you know, Paul had already said it was him writing in the first chapter. He'd already introduced himself. And he said two chapters, what we call chapters now, two chapters full of stuff and insight and revelation. And now he's saying, for this reason. Well, that always begs the question, okay, what's the reason? Well, go back and look at the previous episodes and you'll see what he's talking about, but uh, specifically the understanding that the Jew and the Gentile are one body in faith. If you believe that Jesus is uh, Messiah, that Jesus is the one sent by Father to reconcile mankind to Father. If you believe that, then whether you're a, a Jew or whether you're a Gentile, you are one body. And so he's going to give some un- more understanding about this and actually call it what it was then and what it even is now. It's a mystery. Okay, a mystery. And he's going to use that actual phrase. So he, say, he says this in verse 1, For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus for the sake of you Gentiles. And he's given them a little more insight into what his status is at that time and why that status is. He says, you know, I'm a prisoner of Christ Jesus. And he's not talking about it in some uh, a spiritual sense. He's actually in prison at the time that he's writing this. And he's in prison. Uh, why? For the sake of you Gentiles. He had gone uh, into Gentile lands and had brought the message and he was at a particular Gentile land. I want to say he was in Rome. I believe that's correct, where he was in prison at this time. And that because of his proclamation of Christ Jesus, uh, the Gentiles had placed him in jail. Verse 2, he says, If indeed you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace, which was given to me for you. And so he's carrying this idea that I'm assuming that you have heard this stewardship, that you are believers, that you know what God gave me the grace that the Lord gave me, the calling that the Lord has given to me to bring the gospel to you. And then he gets into more detail with it. Verse 3, that by revelation there was made known to me the mystery as I wrote before in brief. Okay? And so he's letting them know, you know, I have received some revelation about something. And that word right there sort of freaks people out sometimes, okay? Uh, it literally means this. Uh, uh, the, the Greek word is apocalypsis. That's a great word. And I think we've mentioned it a couple times before. It's the word that you see associated with the book that we call Revelation. It's the same word. The revelation of John. Okay, The revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. It means an, an uncovering to reveal something. So the word revelation is a great word. But something has been revealed to Paul. Something has been uncovered. 
And sometimes when you think about this, you go, wait a minute, uh, how did this uncovering come come about? You know, he says, well, revelation that there was made known to me the mystery as I wrote before in brief. So whether he's writing the, uh, the earlier part of the letter, okay, what we've already read, or if it was a previous letter that he had written to them, there was something that was made known to him. And it was made known to him that God uncovered it. God revealed it to him. And, you know, a lot of times we'll be in environments where people will say, well, you know, the Lord's only going to speak to you through the Word of God. If it's not in the Word of God, uh, then God's not going to reveal it to you. Well, that's not necessarily true, okay? Because the Lord reveals things through creation. The Lord reveals things through His Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, to us directly. Other times, the Lord will reveal things through the Holy Spirit to other people, to us, okay? Now, if any of those things conflict and are in opposition to what the Word of God says, well, then I can tell you that that's not of the Lord, okay? But sometimes we get a little bit too much of a biblical deist type of mindset. So he's saying, I've received a certain revelation. Well, let me read what this is real quick, and we'll see if we can get through the basic idea of it. Verse 4 says this, By referring to this, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ. So we say, wait a minute, this mystery has to do with the mystery of Christ. There's something here. Now, what a mystery is, is something that has been true all along, and yet they uh, was understood. Man had not seen it, or individuals or group of people hadn't seen it and hadn't understood. It was true all along, okay? It's there. We just didn't know what it meant or what it was. Verse 5 starts giving us some insight. Well, let me start at 4 again. By referring to this, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which in other generations was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostle and prophets in the Spirit. Whoa, well, we see something right here. That this wasn't just revelation that Paul was getting. It was res- revelation that the apostles were getting and the prophets, and that it was coming about in the Spirit. And then Paul just cuts to the chase, verse 6. That is, or to be specific, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. (coughs) Verse 7, of which I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given to me according to the working of of his power. Now, there's a lot of things that we'll get into more detail with. We'll go back and examine each one of these in future episodes, a couple episodes at least. But I want you to see what the big picture is. The big picture is that there's a mystery right here. And it's the mystery, and it's insight into the mystery of Christ, something that Christ was doing, something that Christ has done. And what that is, and the Lexham actually puts this in parentheses, verse 5, and says it this way which in other generations was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed to the holy apostles and prophets of the Spirit. What is that? And it's a specific thing, that the Gentiles are now fellow heirs. We've seen this already in the, in the previous chapter, but he's given more detail about it, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. And then Paul gives more detail about his own personal calling in the gospel in the next verse. He wanted them, the Spirit wanted them through Paul, these Ephesians who were predominantly Gentile, but now believers, to know 
three things, that they were fellow heirs, that they were fellow members of the body, and that they were fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus, that their faith and their belief was not inferior because they were Gentiles. This is a serious, serious truth for us. If you are a true believer, if you have believed unto righteousness, okay? In other words, not just a false profession or not just a religious proclamation, but you truly believe, then you are a fellow heir. Then you're a fellow member of the body and you are a fellow partaker of promises. The promise, Some of those promises we have positionally received right now. Other promises we have positionally but are yet to come. The promises in Christ Jesus through the gospel, through the good news. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. Go back and read the first part of this third chapter right here. We'll continue next time. Goodbye.